Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Dominic, for putting together such a patriotic tribute this morning. We honor you for that, and we honor those that serve and have served, and almost everyone in this room have been impacted by, uh, I feel like I've got a little bit too much going on up here, too much volume or something, getting some reverb, but um, have been impacted by someone, if not directly ourselves, but a close family member or someone that we loved that have served this great nation, and some have even given their very lives for this great nation. We honor those. We honor the Murrays this morning and uh, all of those that have been impacted in such a personal way. Uh, we, we, we thank the Lord for this. We thank the Lord for the great liberties that we, that we enjoy. Can I tell you that freedom is not free? Freedom has always came at a tremendous price. We must understand sometimes because we live on the backs of others that have paid the price. And we underestimate the value of what we have. Freedom is a powerful weapon in the right hands, but it's a powerful tragedy in the wrong hands. Uh, we, we, we want to honor and thank the Lord for the freedoms and the liberties that we have. I, I think that uh, Pastor Dominic's exhortation this morning to remind us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, that they are, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, but against spiritual enemies. Can I tell you that the enemy, and, and I'm going to get into my message in a moment, but the enemy is a master at sleight of hand. And if, if he can have you looking over here while he's over here and running rampant and unscathed, then he's won a victory. And that's what's happened. He uses men and women as pawns. Because, like the Bible says, we walk in the flesh, and so it's easy to be drawn toward the flesh. Can, can I submit to you that I get as upset and angry as anyone when I see some of the ugly stuff going on in this nation today? Yes. And it is a purposeful reminder to remind myself that it's not this individual that I have to focus my rage toward, or my, maybe that's a strong word, but probably an accurate word, but it's against the spirit that's driving this individual. Uh, and in fact, in most cases, I would say that this person does not even realize that they're being used by the enemy. Whether they're politicians or criminals on the street. Uh, they are not wise to what they're doing. They don't even understand that they're being led and directed by an enemy force. And if we're not careful, we'll fall into that 
And we will put all, now, I believe in justice, and I think when people cross the line, they have to be made and held accountable. I'm not saying that we don't hold them accountable. But if all we do is hold the individual accountable and never come against the spirit of Antichrist that's driving that individual, then we're going to lose this battle. Because prisons cannot hold all of those that deserve to be in prison. Uh, so that we, we must go to the root cause. This is just my few moments on a, on a soapbox, if that's okay. We have to fight, and God has called the church to fight on its knees and called the church to fight a spiritual battle, and uh, we, we've got to rise to that occasion. We've got to rise to that occasion. So uh, I just want to challenge us this morning because a lot of things are unfolding and un, unfa- uh, you know, un, un, unveiling themselves in front of us, and um, it, it takes purpose. We have to remind ourselves constantly, you know what? That's not my enemy. That's not my enemy. Uh, you know, I, I am drawn uh, to people of like faith, like values. Uh, if we have common faith, we have common values, we get along really good. And I don't care what race you are or what creed you're under. If we, we have common, we can, we can find common ground. There are people that I cannot get along with, regardless of race, regardless of if their values don't line up with mine. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and, and can I tell you that, uh, I don't want to use the wrong words, but thuggish activity comes in all shades of colors. <laughs> and uh, we, we as a, uh, I didn't even mean to get into all this this morning, but I just feel like we as a nation, have to understand that the, the spirit of Antichrist has been loosed over this world. It is functioning right now. You need to know that. Uh, it, is, it is an active form functioning right now. Pastor, how do you know that? Are you some great prophet? No, it was functioning in the New Testament days. <laughs> the spirit of Antichrist has been functioning since the crucifixion of Christ. And so uh, we have to battle against that spirit uh, because it is gaining strength. It is great gaining momentum because if the church sits silently, because we don't defeat it by punishing it. Listen, can I tell you that the devil could care less about the people he uses to promote his agenda. He's through with them. He's done with them. In fact, that's part of the problem. The enemy can't keep the devils, the demons under check. They, they begin to kill off one another, but he doesn't care about that. Uh, but what he does care about is the uh, agenda that they're promoting. And so uh, we, have to, we have to be careful to, to focus our prayers and our efforts toward spiritual things. So uh, we, we, we need to have some dedicated prayer time. We had a, a minister's meeting a couple weeks ago, and we just dedicated an hour to prayer for our nation. And it was a powerful time of prayer. Uh, you know, we've got to, I need to call some of those meetings here at the church where we just come together and do nothing because that's what the Bible says to do. One of the things I've been challenged about lately, this is a small crowd. Can I just talk a minute? I've got a message. Don't worry, I've got a message. But um, you don't ever have to wonder if pastor's got a message this morning. Uh, but, 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 uh, you, I, I, I've been challenged 
in this uh, opportunity. I preached a little bit about last week what the enemy meant for harm God will use for our good. And for whatever reason, uh, churches were shut down across the nation. Many of us are beginning to reassemble. We're trying to walk cautiously. We're trying to do it wisely. And we're beginning to reassemble. My, my fear, and, and, I, and I have this tendency. This is where I need your help. My fear is we've got this opportunity to pull church out and do church in a new way. My fear is we'll pull it out and just recreate what we've always done. I want to be open to take opportunity for this moment to, to, to put together the body of Christ in a way that will be pleasing to the Lord. It doesn't necessarily have to, to mimic what we've always done. I want to take this opportunity. God's giving us a, a fresh restart, if you will. And so I've been challenged a lot lately. Again, I'm not preaching now. I'm just talking out loud, thinking about things like the early church and having more small groups meeting in homes around and letting the church look like that a little bit more and, and trying to be purposeful in some of those things. So I need your prayer because I, I, I have to confess, I'm a traditionalist by nature. And the easy path for me is always to go the, the, the pathway that, that I know. So uh, be in prayer for me and also share your thoughts, your creativity. If God shares a word with you or you feel like maybe the Holy Spirit is sharing something with you, feel free to talk to me, email me, text me, communicate with me. I want to be open to what God has. And I've learned a long time ago God can speak through all kinds of people. Amen. And if I hear a word from the Lord, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to just, listen, it can come through you. It can come through a burning bush. It can come through a donkey. Uh, wherever, in fact, if a donkey come up and start talking to me, I'm going to pay close attention. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but but what, whatever, uh, whatever, um, whatever means the Lord speaks to us, um, I feel like I'm in a, a more of a church meeting than a church service, but I, I hope you know my heart. And uh, I just want to get us all, because it's important that we're all on the same page, amen? Uh, because if we're on the same page, we can move together in Jesus' name. Now, I do think, um, Gregory, there, there are some, I believe that they've made some coloring pages. I don't know if any of the kids want to get coloring pages. We are, I know we started Kids Church last week. We're still trying to figure out now, we're trying to figure out logistics. Two things. One thing, what are the legal, what are the ordinances uh, that are out there? What are the, I think, Gregory, they're on the desk in the office. Uh, what, what are the uh, ordinances that are out there uh, and how they impact the church? But it really goes for me much deeper than that. I'm more concerned as what's best for the church. Uh, what put me in reverse this week. I had a pastor call, and I, I heard of three now churches that has had an outbreak of the coronavirus has kind of uh, run through churches. I want to do what we can to avoid that. Uh, you know, so I, I, I really, you, I hope everybody knows me good enough to know I want to have church. I want to have Sunday school. I want to have discipleship. In fact, we tend to move ahead of most churches uh, in, in our plans and, and be aggressive and that's my natural desire is to do that but at the same time 
Uh, I don't want to do something that's going to set us back, uh, you know. And, and also, I have to take in consideration that we have the um, the, the child care, the preschool functioning here. And if we had an outbreak of coronavirus in our church, how that might affect the preschool. And uh, they have to notify their parents and on and on and on. Uh, vice versa, we've had the conversation with them. They, we have the same concerns going backwards if it impacts the preschool. So you know, we, a lot of things go into thought. This isn't just random decisions we wake up and make. Um, so just, just know that we're praying. I need your prayers. I won't desire God's wisdom above all things. I want our people to, to be safe and to be healthy and uh, that we're going to go on to the next level in Jesus' name. Amen? Yeah. All right. I didn't mean to even go into that, that, that little meeting, diatribe. Meetings adjourn. Um, <laughs> but it, it just felt like the right time. Uh, we will, uh, I, I will receive an offering at the end of service. We'll ask you to bring it forward at the end of the service today. Uh, I will continue to remind you of some major financial hits that the church has taken. Um, we are not victims to anything. We're victors. We're overcomers. But, uh, but we're also uh, truth speakers. And so the, the, when the bodies had a few major uh, three in a row, boom, boom, boom. Uh, um, punches right in a row, um, uh, you need to be aware of that because I know that you all want to be a part of the answer and uh, not just a part of the the, uh, the knowledge, but you want to be a part of what God wants to do to fix it. Uh, if you want to open your Bibles this morning to the book of Luke, chapter 23, going to begin reading at verse 32. may seem like an odd verse for Independence Day weekend, but uh, nevertheless. Luke 23, verse 32. There were also two other criminals led with him to be put to death. When they had come to the place called Calvary, they crucified him. And the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. They do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And the people stood looking on. But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he is Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, and coming, offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And an inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? 
And we indeed just, justly, for what we receive, do reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Father, I thank you this morning for the word of God. I pray that it challenges us. God, that we take the challenge, that we rise to the occasion. Lord, that we serve you with a, with a spirit of gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen. I said earlier, freedom has always come at a price. Uh, many have paid for the freedoms and the liberties that we enjoy as a nation with their own life, with their own sacrifice, with dedication, and we honor them. We've honored them a little bit in the service this morning, and we thank them for their service. What they're defending as a nation, they're defending your rights. It's easy to sit around and complain about this country. But what these that have fought and died have given you the ability and the right to change things, to make them better, to not become a victim but to become an overcomer. God has raised up men and women that have given everything, and I believe that this nation was a big part of God's design for this world. And God has raised up this nation so that we can enjoy it. We, we, we have the right, for example, a lot of people have asked me, not understanding, why, why do you feel the, the church is exempt from all of these things that are coming down because I've made that statement well I listen to them we don't desire to be rebellious but I don't necessarily think that it applies to the church why pastor why do you say that because there's something called a first amendment and unless they change the constitution it specifically says that we have the right to assemble and that no one has the right to take the our freedom to gather together and assemble away from us now does that mean we're going to be rebellious no because I believe we're Common sense prevails. I believe it's right to do the right thing. But if it ever becomes uh, to where I feel like the church is being singled out, then we will continue to do what God calls us to do. Um, you know, so, so the mandates that I, we listen to, I, I don't necessarily feel a legal obligation, but at the same time, I don't want to be rebellious where it's not needed to be. I, I don't want to uh, try to, to, to just be rebellious for rebellion's sake. Amen? Uh, so we want, to be, we want to be wise. We want to be wise. But uh, the First Amendment, for example, gives us the liberty to gather. Gives us freedom to gather. I say that because look around you. Men have died... That we have the right, one of the rights is to gather together and worship our maker. To worship our king. Yet, many in the world today have said thanks, but no thanks. Thank you for what you've done. Uh, thanks can be a very powerful sentiment, or it can be empty words. How, how many have ever given a gift that someone had taken and you could tell they didn't really receive it with much gratitude maybe they quickly cast it aside they never used it um, you really didn't feel very appreciative 
<laughs> or, or appreciated for, for what you had done. And the second, you might have worked two jobs to buy that gift uh, for, for someone. And, and if they, they never even used or never appreciated it. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a valuable thing, uh, but it was a heartfelt thing. And if it was cast aside, then it would make you feel like you really wasted your time. We, we, we went through a thing in our country, and we still have it, and I, and I think it's a good thing, don't misunderstand me, but where it become the patriotic and the right thing to see a veteran and to say thank you, and I think we ought to do that. When we see veterans, we see those in the military, it's appropriate, it's right. But thank you can be empty if we're not exercising the rights that they served and gave to us to exercise. The same thing for our spiritual liberties and our spiritual freedoms. Jesus Christ died that we might walk. I, I read this passage this morning of Jesus' death because there are multiple groups of people identified there. We have, we have on the one hand the uh, Jesus being crucified and he looks out over those that are crucifying him and he says father forgive them that's a gift don't what he's saying is don't hold this sin to their charge I offer them forgiveness if they will accept it. Can I tell you that that Father forgive them extended beyond the immediate crowd and extended into this world today and that Jesus is still sitting at the right hand of the Father looking down at the chaos, looking down at the mess and he is declaring, God forgive them for what they're doing. They don't understand. They don't know, earlier we were talking about, they don't know the spirit that is driving them. Forgive them. It's a gift. It's a liberty. It's a freedom. But of all of those uh, that were there, the, the Bible says that the soldiers mocked him, divided his clothes. Great gift. Thanks. But no thanks. The, 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 the criminal on the one side mocked him and, and blasphemed him and, and challenged his divinity and challenged who he was. Thanks. But no thanks. Can I tell you that in the world we live in today that people thumb their nose not just at uh, the nation that has given itself for our freedoms and our liberties when we... I'm going to step into some political mess here, but when we desecrate the flag, thanks, but no thanks. When, when, when we make light of the, those that have given their all and make fun of uh, those that have given their all, thanks, but no thanks. But it's easy as a, as, as, as a people to sit back and, and say, yes, they're, they're thumbing their nose at the gift that was given them. But can I tell you that Christians every day do the same thing for the gift that Jesus Christ gave to us. 
We don't walk in the liberties and the freedoms that God died and gave us. There was only one that, that looked over. The, the other thief on the cross looked over and said, Forgive me. I accept your forgiveness. And Jesus said, Today you will be with me in paradise. For a gift cast aside and never used, thank you as empty words. For American liberty scoffed at, empty words, thank you. For a life thrown away on sinful living, we can sing, uh, sing, that's a good southern term. We can sing glory hallelujah, we can worship the Lord and wave our hands and when we go out and live like the world anyway, what we're really saying is thank you. But no thank you. It's verbal nonsense. It's, it, 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 it's, it's declaring a truth that is not really in our hearts. For a Christian that's bound up in legalism and has fallen from grace. Thank you God. But I'm really not going to accept the grace that you've extended me. Thanks, but no thanks. I, I want to be a people that appreciate God not only in word, but in deed. I want to be on the front row when it's time to sing praises and worship God and glory, hallelujah. I want to shout with everybody else, but when I walk out of the doors, I want to walk just like I I learned a long time ago in Pentecostal circles, I had a preacher make this statement, and I found it to be true. It doesn't matter how high you jump. It's how straight you walk when your feet hit the ground. <laughs> I've watched people that could shout a storm and then butcher you with their tongue. Thanks, but no thanks. I don't want to be one that scoffs. That I'm a believer. I love to give gifts. I love to bless people. I've not always been able to bless people like I wanted to bless people. And sometimes that blessing is prayer, and that's a good blessing. But my heart's desire is to bless people. But if I bless them and I sacrifice for them, I want them to use what I gave them. If God lays on my heart, and he occasionally will, mine and my wife's heart, to anybody have one of those holy handshakes where somebody just come up and say, you know, Lord's kind of put you on my heart lately, and you feel something in that palm when they... Yes. <laughs> I've been the benefactor of those kind of holy handshakes. Uh, I love it. Hallelujah. Uh, and usually it comes just in time. Amen. Uh, when God speaks to somebody to bless me. Or, and, and I use that blessing. I don't squander it. I use it. In fact, I'm mindful of that. God laid this on somebody's heart. I'm not going to go blow it. I want to know what God intended for me to do with it. But the same thing. when, when I, get, I, I don't mind blessing anyone. If, if, I, if God lays it on my heart to do it, will my wife's the same way? Probably more so. 
Uh, we, we, we don't mind at all blessing anyone, but what we do want to see is people appreciate, and, and how they appreciate it, not the thank you. I mean, thank yous are nice, thank you cards are nice, but that's not what I'm talking about. I want to see them use it for the glory of God. If, 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 I, if God lays on my heart to give something to someone, first of all, if I give it to them, I'm really going to not worry too much about it because I'm just being obedient to the Lord. But I'd much rather see them go pay their electric bill than, you know, go to Roos Chris and eat dinner. <laughs> uh, if you know what I mean. Now, maybe that was what God wanted them to do. So I, who's me to judge? But, but my, my point is... Uh, when you see somebody that appreciates something. I, I had someone years ago write me a check when I was still a youth pastor. And uh, they were rare back then. Since then, I've had, God's used many people to bless me, but had, had wrote me a check on, uh, in a Christmas card. And somehow it got put in a desk drawer. And I don't know how. Well, if you ever see my desk, you'll understand why. My youth pastor's desk looked pretty similar. And... Um, I opened that drawer about June, and there was that Christmas card. And I opened it up, and there was a $100 check in there. I about shouted, hallelujah. And then I realized this check is dated December. It's now June. I had to call the person. I said, listen, I, 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 first of all, I want to apologize. Somehow I overlooked this card, and I just found it. And I, I'm sorry I didn't say thank you, and I just honor, and God bless you for that. But by the way, can I still cash this check? <laughs> uh, can I tell you, I'm sure that person, when they seen the check uncashed all those months, probably thought, well, he just didn't even appreciate the gift. When you utilize what God has given you, that's how we say to Jesus, thank you for the gift. Yes, when we walk around in bondage, and we walk around beat down, and we walk around as victims, that's not saying thank you for the gift of liberty. God did not die. The, Jesus said, John 10, 10, I have come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. He was very clear. John, uh, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not uh, die but have everlasting life. These are purposes of the gift. So if we're walking around in less than abundant life, we're not utilizing the gift that God gave us. Now don't let the devil try to twist your mind around what abundant life looks like. Abundant life has little to do with your checkbook. I think to live an abundant life, it's hard to do that if you're in bondage to debt and, and just crippled by... Uh, crippled by bills. But beyond that, uh, part of it is getting you in a place where you can live, but it's not, uh, it, it's not to do with just finances. God wants us to be, uh, live a life free of guilt and condemnation. There's therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. What are these? These are gifts from God. And yet we come into the house of the Lord week after week and we feel beat down and we listen to the enemy that he tries to tell us uh, that we're not good enough and that we can't, uh, we, we, you know, we can't have salvation and, or whatever. We can't worship God. And we're, we buy into these lies. We buy into doubt and we buy into fear. What are we saying to Jesus that hung on the cross that died for our salvation? What we're really saying is thanks, but no thanks. 
Your gift was insufficient. Therefore, I must earn my salvation another way. It's quiet. That's what we're saying to, uh, that's what we say to, 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 to the nation. That's what we say to our God when we don't accept the free gift that God gave us. These are gifts. Galatians 5, 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you, that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. Now, what was he saying? If you fall into the trap of trying to earn salvation, that Christ died to free you from that legalistic bondage, then his death is of no profit to you. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. In other words, if you are going to say, I've got to do this to earn salvation then you've put yourself under bondage to all of the law. So I choose to just live free. This thing is driving me a little crazy. I'm sorry. I choose to just live free. So uh, does that mean, Romans says, does that mean that we can sin? Absolutely not. (laughs) Romans says, do do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death? or obedience leading to righteousness, but God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered, and having been set free from sin, you become slaves of righteousness. Salvation, liberty, means that I'm free from the bondage of sin. Pastor, are you telling me that because you're saved, you can never sin again? I'm telling you that because I'm saved, I'm not in bondage to sin. I don't have to sin. I'm not a slave to sin. I'm free from that curse. If I do sin, it's, 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 it's a bad choice. That's why Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. Moses said in Deuteronomy, I, I was, well, actually God said in Deuteronomy, speaking through Moses, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. Why? So you... And your descendants may do what? Jesus said, I have come that you might have what? Life everlasting, life and then life more. These are gifts from God. Well, I guess because you're, uh, because, because you're a... Uh, a Christian, you've got to go to church. No, I get to go and gather together with brothers and sisters of like precious faith. We get to worship God. We get to celebrate His goodness. Yes, I do feel compelled. God has been so good to me. 
I do feel compelled to go. And, and, the, and sometimes it is a sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice of love and honor. And we give unto the Lord because God has set us free. So I, I want to challenge us this morning to turn the thanks but no thanks around. When Jesus was on the mountaintop, the enemy came to him and says, I'll give you everything that you can see. Now, a lot of people misunderstand the doctrine behind that. A lot of people say, well, he can't really uh, do that. Well, Jesus didn't say that he couldn't do that, did he? He could have made him a king in this world. He could have elevated his status and his fame in this world. Pastor, are you preaching heresy? I think I'm on point. The Bible says that he is the prince of this air. Jesus did not say, it's not yours to give. He said, it's written. You should not tempt me. What he was saying to the devil was simply this. Thanks. But no thanks. It may be fun for a little while. But I would trade out my eternal purpose. Well, he was Jesus. Well, that decision has been made by many, many. But one more obvious choice is Moses. I, I love that they, in Hebrews 11, verse 25, it quotes Moses as saying, I would rather suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin. What is Moses saying? He's saying to the devil, thanks, but no thanks. Why is it significant that Moses said that? It meant something for Moses to say it. Moses made a choice. He was in line for the Pharaoh's throne. Tut Moses. He made a conscious decision I'm going to leave this temporary life of indulgence to fulfill the call and the purpose of God in my life. Can I tell you, he chose not the plushness of the palace, but the abundant life of God in the desert. See, it doesn't always, it, it confuses you a little bit, doesn't it? But can I tell you, there is joy unspeakable and full of glory. God wants to do so much in your life, but I need you this morning to be able to look at the devil when he comes and tries to offer you, oh, but if you just do this, it's going to be so much fun. You're going to enjoy this so much I need you to look at the devil square in the eyes as a child of God and say thanks 
but no thanks. I'll pass. Before Nancy Reagan ever come up with the great slogan, just say no. <laughs> I think that was Nancy Reagan, if I'm not mistaken. God had already taught us that great truth. Just say no. So I, I want to challenge us this morning. Take advantages of the liberty this country offers you. I, I, you know, the same right that gives us the right here to gather, First Amendment, it does give the right for peaceful protests. I don't begrudge that of anybody. I think many things have been enacted in this nation because of peaceful protests. One of the greatest examples of that is the day we celebrate every day, uh, every year with Martin Luther King Day. He was a great example of peaceful protests. It, it, it literally is in the same gathering that gives us the right to gather. Uh, it's the same, same amendment that gives the press the freedom to be the press. It's been abused. I defend that right. I don't defend its abuses. What, what I am telling you as a church, take advantages of your rights that these that stood in this building this morning have given and sacrificed for you to have. Vote when it's time to vote. Stand up for the things that you believe in in this nation. That's what makes it a great nation. You don't have to agree with me. Stand up for what you believe. Take advantage. That's how you say, I could ask these veterans that are in the building. I, I believe that they would tell me the same way, the same thing. That's how you say thank you. Even if you disagree with me, take advantage of what I fault for you to have. Well, Jesus, as a spiritual atonement, died that we might have liberties and grace. Take advantages of that. Walk in the grace of Jesus Christ. Walk in the light of Jesus Christ. As we walk out of this building this morning in just a little bit, I want us to feel the liberty of Christ. We, we sung about freedom. Freedom reigns in this place. What does that mean? I'm free to worship God. I'm free to serve God. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet this morning. We're, we're wrapping up. Probably everyone in this building has some sort of a temptation that the devil uses to trip you up with. Some it may be anger. You may the devil may just be able to pull your fuse. Make you blow your top and say things and do things that you later regret. Some it may be lustful thoughts. Some it may be greed. abuses of the flesh, indulgences. I, I don't have time to go through 
and start calling you out and naming what it might be. <laughs> I wouldn't know anyway. That's a joke. But I want you to face that this morning. I want you to look at that thing that trips you up. And I want you to look the enemy square in the eyes and say, thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. The price is too high. The price is too high. Eternity's way too long. There's too much at stake. My heritage, my children are at stake. The future is at stake. My personal salvation is at stake. <laughs> I'll pass. No thank you. I want us to become the overcomers that God has called us to be and to walk in victory in every area of our lives. If you're here this morning and, and you, you, you are making that proclamation, just right where you are, just, just slip your hand up. Just slip your hand up. Father, right now, God, we declare victory. We declare grace. We declare liberty and freedom. <laughs> Devil, we declare that you are defeated this morning. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in this world. Keep your filthiness. Keep your, keep your lies. Keep your whatever you throw. Just keep it the fiery darts no thanks no thanks no thanks I choose rather to suffer afflictions with the righteous than to enjoy the pleasures of this world of sin for a temporary season I'm going to walk in God's ways I am free to be righteous this morning I walk in obedience to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Does anybody need special prayer this morning? If you do, come real quickly. We'll, we'll pray for you. I won't hold this up a long time, but I want to give you the opportunity. All right. Well, if you're near a family member, Someone that you are comfortable holding hands with. Take the hand of the person next to you. Look at him and say, do you have corona? <laughs> are you running a fever? <laughs> All right. Father, we pray God blessing one for another. I thank you for this great nation. What, I thank you, Lord, for the freedoms and liberties that we enjoy as American citizens. Thank you. God, we could have been born anywhere in the world. I consider it a privilege and a gift that you allowed us to be born 
in this nation. Thank you. Father, for calling us out of darkness and into your marvelous light. God, for the gift of salvation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, I cannot repay those that have died for my freedoms and liberties, but this I can do. I can walk in those freedoms and liberties. I cannot pay for the high price that Christ paid for my salvation, but I can walk in the joy of my salvation. God, in this we say thank you. In this we say thank you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I pray blessing over every individual in this church this morning. God, as we go our separate ways, give us your strength, your guidance, your wisdom in the days ahead. To God be all the glory in Jesus' name.